0: With uh, Morgan Allison Ross, Never Ever After is the pilot, winner at the Comedy Film Festival. Uh, I guess it's a comedy mockumentary style, kind of like The Office, about wedding planning, correct?
1: Yes,
0: that's correct. So it's, not, it's a really great concept. Sorry, I apologize, that, uh now you can see me.
1: Oh, no worries. Hi.
0: Sorry, nice I wasn't prepared you. there. You didn't even say anything. That's so funny that you didn't even <laughs> see me. That's okay, I was that's just
1: going preference. <laughs>
0: Yeah, of course you can see me. I'm seeing you. It's only fair, right? Yeah. So yeah, uh, so what do you? So what? I'm curious, what the seed of this idea came from? Like, are you? Did you do a wedding? Or are you part of this world? Or like, how did they come up with this idea?
1: I came up with this idea mainly from just watching like friends and family kind of go through their own romances and weddings, and I myself am single, happily single. Um, and I just, I just find it hilarious when it comes to marriage and commitments and the logistical misadventures that go into wedding planning. I also, I also like read a lot of Reddit posts and just reading a lot about weddings and like how weddings are so overly complicated. And I just thought of a good idea that I, I hope hasn't been ran up yet about, um, about workplace comedy, about wedding planning and the misadventures that go about planning
0: the happiest day of your life yeah it's a rocket and it's like uh yeah. it's like a, it's an event too right so the funny thing is yeah. that, like someone who should to do a lot of events uh it's like but then you look at like the first event that you do is is a it's not very good then you get better at it but these yeah. people, the people you when you do the wedding it's like it's just it's a one-shot deal there's no there's yeah. no take two i guess right there's no
1: take backs you can't rewind the tape. You just Unless you
0: say. get divorced and remarried, and you know.
1: true, true. There's always second and third marriages out there.
0: But I always felt weird of the people who like have the big wedding and then they do it again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: all over again. Yeah, but
0: it's a racket. It's like a like because there's so many moving parts. Like from the from the hall to the flowers to the to dealing with like whatever yes. affiliation you're at or non. It's like everybody, everything's over overpriced. Everything's so much money, right? So,
1: right, and that's what the show kind of captures: the complications of a wedding and how this agency kind of takes advantage of those complications and being paid to plan all those logistics, including the bachelor party, the bachelorette party, the rehearsal, the even the engagements or the flash mob engagements, all the way to the wedding itself. That's what this pilot is all about. It's a workplace comedy about these wedding planners who, basically, help couples achieve what they want on their on their wedding day.
0: All right. So, I, I'm what I think about history of film, like this might age myself, but I think about uh, the wedding. Obviously, the wedding planner. Yes. Um, yes. Jennifer Lopez. I heard she's doing yeah. well with herself. Yeah. Around after all these Absolutely
1: years. Happily married.
0: <laughs> yeah, multiple times, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> she was that one with McConaughey, like a romantic comedy, right? And then yeah. I think about uh, Father of the Bride. Ever seen Father of yes. the Bride? Yes.
1: Yes. Father of the Bride. Martin yes. Short. Yes. Comeback
0: yeah. Comeback film, I guess. The comeback with the TV show, with him and Steve Martin again. And so, yeah. So then he's the wedding planner, Franz, and like it's like the shenanigans yeah. being a wedding planner, I guess. Right. Those are my. Yeah. Those are my two memories of what the, of the wedding planning and, and like shown in film or TV, mm-hmm. I guess. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So you, you this is like kind of mockumentary, like kind of like, uh, like you said, like the office, I guess, right? Like it's set up yeah. like style and like
1: Like the office, like party down and like even today's Abbott Elementary, it's very similar to that mockumentary style where in this episode that I wrote, which is the TV pilot for the show, the main character, Millie, is struggling to plan the wedding for an environmental, Activist couple from Oakland who make complicated requests, including a gluten and glucose free, healthy and tasty wedding cake to demanding flowers that are only available at a protected botanical garden. Mm-hmm. And Millie has to do whatever it takes by any means necessary to plan all of these all of these events and logistics for this couple while also dealing with her own personal life because she was left at the altar after her ex fiance mm-hmm. Confessed to sleeping with her own mother on the wedding day, and that was all recorded on camera. And it's not only just her, but also her, team.
0: Gotcha. who she
1: calls cupids are also trying to pick up the stuff because perfect wedding day now she has to get it together to plan somebody else's wedding day to be better than hers.
0: Gotcha. So then you, yeah. got, you then you like the pilot there, the pilot's going you gotta establish the, the main character, kind of the top. right. And then you gotta establish the the all the kind of minor characters as well, I guess, right?
1: Exactly, yeah.
0: And you gotta make it funny.
1: Yes, yes, that's the key for a comedy. Yeah, to make it funny.
0: If it's not funny, then nobody cares, I guess, right?
1: Right, right. You have to make sure that there's like at least a joke on each page. You have funny act outs and that the characters feel authentic, that with somebody at home and watching it, they can feel like that they can relate to that character on the TV screen.
0: It's one of those things where, like, comedies, especially, like, if you think of, like, because we'll go back to The Office again, and yeah. uh, like the Michael Scott character is like, it's yeah. kind of a doofus, but we, he's a lovable doofus. He's got, yes, and he cares exactly. about he cares about his employees, like he, like in his own dysfunctional way. Yeah, he makes it funny, but he, but because we could, because he has love, he shows love, then we love him. If that makes any sense.
1: Right, yeah, exactly. I think Millie, I tried to make Millie my own Michael Scott and that I want the characters to feel, despite her ineptitude and and her mistakes and her mess-ups, we still love her as a character. We want to see her succeed. And the same thing with Michael Scott. I mean, when Michael Scott left the office, I think I, I was very emotional when he left because he was not only a character that brought the comedy and the funny to an episode, but he's also a character that you, that you rooted for, that you wanted him to be better. And he evolved throughout the series to be someone that you really cared for.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's like, yeah, it seems like, like heart is a big part of, of the sitcom, I guess, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. Yes. It's definitely all about the heart and establishing the importance of understanding that love is complicated, but it's also worth fighting for, too.
0: But is there like a, you know, <laughs> because we're using an example, like there was the Jim and Pam characters, like and you yeah. like like the will they or won't they moments, I guess? Yeah.
1: Yeah, um, the will they, won't they moments in it. I think in this script, my will they, won't they, of course, like in any mockumentary, you try to have that will they, won't they couple. And in this story, it's between Penny and Tucker, who, well, we find out and the script, spoiler alert, that one of the characters is engaged. And who well, actually married, and the other character wants to be with them, but they can't because of them being committed to someone else. So I think it's all about the fun of watching a will they, won't they character as the show progresses. I think, for example, in Abbott Elementary, you have Janine and Greg, who you're wondering if they're ever going to get together. So it's just continuing that tradition that I think brings brings the audiences back over and over to watch to see whether or not this couple is really meant to be, or they're meant to fail.
0: So you're uh so what is your process? Like so what like like in, in terms of structure, how like do you like do you have like a routine yeah. the way you write or in the morning or do you like or is it just like whenever you get inspired? Yeah,
1: um, well I have a full-time job. I work with students for standardized prep, but on the side, I when I have to start like a project or writing project, I first start with lots and lots of research and studying the theme that I'm trying to look for and also what I always try to answer this question, what do I want my audience to feel when I'm writing? And before I write the draft, I really get into the mindset and world of my characters and the world itself. So I research, I read books or watching similar TV shows or film. Like for this, I watched The Wedding Planner, Father of the Bride. I watched Party Down, which is another TV show about um, event planning. And I really try to capture the actions and words of each character individually, including on the main characters to the secondary character to the guest characters. And then I write a beat sheet, I outline it, and I go into writing mode on the first draft itself.
0: really complicated Well, because so, yeah. no, we asked you in the blog interview like how many stories you've written. you have written? he said to me an account and you said that, that yes. you wrote, you wrote a, a screenplay or television pilot for each each genre. So you basically did like ghost hunting, yes. United Nations mortuary. Uh, Stringer journalism fairy tales yeah. a lot of catfish. Yeah, you're you're a proficient writer. You just keep writing, I guess.
1: Yeah, I I think one of the best advice I got is to always be writing. And so if I get stuck on one project, I work on another project. But my goal is just to keep writing every day, um, trying to create, trying to finalize a project every month. And so I work on several projects. And my goal as a writer is to be be able to
0: off
1: for a story in each genre. Uh, Like you mentioned before, history, and like for example, right now I'm working on a story about social media addicts. Um, It's an anthology series similar to American Horror Story and Black Mirror about social media addiction and what people do to achieve fame and views at the risk of their own lives and others' lives too.
0: Oh, wow. So what is your goal? Like you want to obviously be a screenwriter for a living.
1: Yes, I would love to be a screenwriter for a living. Um, Right now, my goal is to having, is to trying to create a very diverse portfolio to offer to managers and or agents who are interested in my work and also being proficient enough to write, to work in a writer's room for any of the shows that are already being produced right now too. So right now I'm applying for different writing programs and also contests, including um, the LA Comedy Festival, that I pitched this script to and just trying to be trying to have a strong portfolio to offer
0: gotcha. to the industry. So you're plugging along, I guess, right?
1: Yes, exactly.
0: So you're based in Florida right now or like, or, but you went to school at UCLA, right?
1: Yes. I took a class, an online class, with UCLA okay. extension. Um, and I took for, for this script, I, took a class called Half Hour TV Four with Terry Brown-Jackson. And I was able to really finalize and figure out the theme of Never Ever After. um, And just writing and finishing my first draft, I was able to submit. Um, I highly recommend that program at UCLA Extension and Terry Brown-Jackson. was very inspirational, motivating, and helping me hone the funny and the humor and also the heart of the story itself.
0: So why did you base, if you're based in Florida, why did you base the show in San Francisco?
1: Yeah, I went to school at Mills College in Oakland, California, on MacArthur MacArthur Avenue. Um, And I wanted to write and produce a TV show. That was kind of a love story to the beauty and diversity of that community. Um, And I think it was just a lot of fun imagining the clients of the Never After agency of the ever after agency um representing this the different character people who i've met in oakland it was oakland is one of my favorite cities in the world um i think the community alone defines what true diversity is is like in respect to inclusive inclusivity of race ethnicity sexuality um, I spent a lot of my formative years at Mills and I owe a huge thank you. And this is kind of the thank you to that city.
0: Gotcha. So we brought you back to Florida family.
1: I got a job here. And of course, um, as everyone knows, writing doesn't pay very much. So I kept working at, um, at a job, like I said before, working with students and mm-hmm. yeah, just pretty much work, but I'm hoping to, in a couple years or so that I can move out of Florida and either move up north or go back to the west coast in california
0: yeah seems to be a lot of divisiveness in in florida some some good stories or some interesting florida it seems like to be like a lot of interesting stories that are happening some inspiration perhaps
1: yeah a lot of stories it definitely gives me different perspectives um i think growing up in Oakland. I was in a huge progressive bubble. Yeah, exactly. And then going to... You can argue yeah. that
0: Florida is not as progressive as Oakland. You can make that argument. No. Yeah.
1: No, but there is hope in Florida that change is coming. I think I just I just learned... I think it gave me a good perspective on both looking at the progressivism of Oakland versus the conservatism of Florida and having that ability to not only respect both perspectives, but also... Be able to use that in my writing when yeah. writing different characters who aren't just progressive also writing on characters who are conservative too so it's definitely helped diversify diversify my worldview
0: wow. on wow that was a very diplomatic answer you just gave
1: <laughs> thank you <laughs>
0: <laughs> no i just yeah because it's, it's there's some crazy things that are happening it's some crazy uh yeah. situations you and you just like found that line and you went right down it yeah, so, yeah. very smart <laughs>
1: Thank you. I studied journalism at Mills College, so I know a good politician's answer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was very good. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's something you can be doing in the future as well—writing for for yeah. politicians, yeah, or being a politician yourself. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the, the world isn't right? ready for me. That's the problem. The smart ones don't want to get into it because they're like, like it's you know what I mean? Like it's the it's. Yeah. It, so, anyways. But so yeah, this this script is really sound. Um, good topic. It's kind of it, it's it meets in a certain formula, but there's there's still uniqueness in inside of it. So people who read it can be are familiar with the the structure, but you're still giving some some original uh, ideas and content and the setting as well. I guess right.
1: Right. Yes. And I think what I what I'm glad about the script. Well, what I'm proud about the script, especially after just being able to look at the final draft is that it it helps, it helps kind of, it helps the audience kind of relate to the theme about the complications of love and how how it help how what it means to be authentic when it comes to loving people. Um, whether or not you choose to commit or not, or whether or not you choose what's best for you, I think the script and the story itself shows the complications of love and why it's important
0: to take your time and really fight for it yeah exactly yeah it's it's also but at the same time there's that's a there's there's so many opportunities like you could talk about the flower industry and you can talk about the religious kind of like capitalistic nature of like certain religions like they get the church venue it costs money right and uh then you also have like food and and obviously like wedding parties and guests and like, right.
1: And how much it costs,
0: how much it costs. Right. And trying yeah. to find a deal. And like, and then of course, interconflicts between couples and best men and meet meet of yeah. honors and moms and dads and sisters and brothers, I guess. Right.
1: Right. And they don't teach you that in school, or especially when you're studying wedding planning itself, they don't teach you how to deal with relationship issues and family dynamics yeah. and all that jazz.
0: And boundaries and like, one of the things in the service industry, it's all about, about expectations. People, people's expectations can get a little bit like non-realistic. And of course that's when conflict happens. Right?
1: Right. I think what helps is just remembering, especially if you're in the service industry or wedding planning is learning how to manage other clients' expectations and what exactly, what exactly their vision is like for the wedding day the wedding party or the events that are involved with the wedding itself.
0: Yeah. So there's lots of room. There's lots of uh stories that you can go down and like themes you can cover with this kind of dynamic, right?
1: Right. Yeah. Right. I see with the story itself with the with never ever after, I see what I would be able to do in season one and season two and hopefully season three and so on. Because there's a lot of stories to tell. There's different kind of commitment ceremonies There's different kind of challenges of wedding making. I think this show has legs to last for seasons to come.
0: Yeah, well, I I wish you the best. Congratulations with this script. Thank you. It's a really really solid spec to showcase your talent. And it seems like you got a lot of other things on the go. So I appreciate you submitting. And uh, congratulations on everything and your future success.
1: Thank you so much, and thank you for having me. And I am so grateful to you and Wild Sound for the table read of one of my favorite scenes in the story. And it turned out great. And I love how you guys made my characters come to life.
0: Thank you.
2: Act two, interior Millie's talking head, Millie's office continuous. Audience POV, reality television show camera. Super, Mildred Millie Salvatore, age is none of your damn business, the jilted bride of San Francisco, wedding director. A chaotically unorganized office, pink and orange decorated walls with too many taped up you can do this motivational style posters, pictures and post-it notes. Wearing an orange blazer, a now barely sobered Millie clasps her hands together.
3: Hello there. Sorry for the delay. I had a thing to get to somewhere that's not here. Anyways, I'm Mildred Salvatore, but you can call me Millie. I am the director of the Ever Ever After Wedding Agency, where me and my merry band of cupids, I call them cupids, have been planning weddings in the Bay Area for the past 10 years, from the Jamba Juice heiresses
2: to... She pulls out photos of previous wedding events, featuring Millie becoming progressively drunker in the background.
3: State senators and soon to be convicted Silicon Valley startup bros. And today, we have the honor of planning the wedding for famous Oakland environmental activist, Mrs. and Mrs. Robinson. No relation to the movie or song or my fiance stealing 60 year old mother. I'm just kidding. You gotta have a laugh or two or else they'll think you're some sort of crazy person.
2: She makes the cuckoo sign with her fingers and cackles. Interior, ever, ever after wedding agency. Hallway, afternoon. Millie opens her office door to find Penny waiting for her.
4: Gimme the deets, Pens! We're seven hours out until W time, and Mrs. and Mrs. Robinson are here for the final check-in. Everyone's ready and waiting for you in the conference room.
2: Millie pats Penny's shoulder and talks to the camera.
3: That's my lucky Penny. Always ready and prepared for anything. She's the Bonnie to my Clyde, the Thelma to my Louise, the Romeo
2: to my...
4: Why do you compare us to characters who end up dying? Painfully?
2: Millie walks over to the conference room, but Penny stops her.
4: Hey, are you sure you're okay to go in there? You looked pretty rough earlier.
3: Oh, I'm fine. So fine. Not sad, depressed, or homicidal at all. Nothing's going wrong on this end, Pens.
4: Millie, it's okay to feel what you feel. Especially today, of all days. Today? What's today?
3: Besides the day for some McMillie lovin!
2: Millie raises the roof with her arms and then walks over to stand outside of the open conference room doors.
3: Bring it in, my lesbians. Bring it in.
2: Millie enters the conference room. Penny shakes her head.
4: She's most definitely not fine.
2: Interior Penny's talking head, Penny's office, continuous. A strategically arranged office with a transparent desk and organizers. Penny adjusts the glasses on her face and smiles.
4: How did Millie and I meet? Well, in college, we were at a learn-how-to-say-no seminar and she asked if I'd do her calculus homework and we've been good friends ever since. Obviously, I, I didn't get much from that seminar.